0: how's it going today lee
1: good how you doing joe
0: doing good
1: it's good to have you on
0: yeah happy to be back to talk some gcw
1: lee um well i'd like to start off by welcoming everybody all, all the listeners to unscripted violence it's me stagger lee uh we're being joined by uh, producer joe so uh yeah i i'm excited uh, to talk about this uh event
0: yeah this was an interesting gcw show from last weekend
1: it really was um did you happen to watch any of the other shows on the weekend
0: i did not i am actually currently watching the main event to this right now because i had to cram this episode into today
1: yeah it was a pretty good main event um I thought it could have been better, but we can talk about that in, in a minute. Um, but what what we're talking about is GCW's Don't Talk to Me. That happened last weekend. It started out with a, a tribute to Jay Briscoe uh, in form of a 10-bell salute. And then uh, Nick Gage said some words, and Emil and J said some words that, you know, he almost he, he had me pretty choked up over it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nick Gage, that was not a pretty in-ring tribute. And you you got to wonder what's going on with him because it was nice that he got in the ring to say something about Jay Briscoe, but he seemed very off. And I don't know how you end a Jay Briscoe tribute with a murder-death-kill shout-out
1: yeah I yeah that was that was odd. It was definitely an odd uh, appearance and choice of words, just everything. I, I agree with you. But uh, we start off with our first bout, which I thought was excellent. Uh, Nick Wayne versus Arez. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Ares?
0: Arez is great. I've seen him in MLW. This was a very energetic start to the show. And I thought he matched Nick Wayne well in his speed.
1: Yeah, this this match, I I wrote down that it was amazing. Uh, And uh, one of the highlights was Nick doing a dragon suplex. Then he went into a code red and then right into a destroyer after that been a dive to the outside I mean it just seemed like he was on fire himself
0: yeah Nick Wayne's really been on the come up in GCW and this was a great win in 1251 I thought it was a it was a really good way to kick off the show
1: yeah it it definitely was and it had my interest uh with uh Nick Wayne getting the win in that uh bout Uh, The next match was Blake Christian versus Andrew Everett. It's my first time seeing Andrew Everett. Um,
0: Oh, really? He's done some impact stuff in the past. He's a really good high flyer. He was, I first caught him around the same time that I saw Trevor Lee, who's now Cameron Grimes. And these two are two great flyers, but Andrew Everett really stands out
1: yeah he had me impressed um uh you know what i i I have to mention this how much i love blake christian's uh whole heel turn and how it's how it's gone for him i it was kind of weird how it occurred though to me because at first i mean everybody loved blake christian and he was a big baby face And then uh, in Atlantic City, it was almost like overnight, they just decided they did not like him and wanted to boo him or something.
0: Yeah, I want to say it's right around the same time that him and Cora Jade supposedly broke up. And then when she got together with Braun Breaker. Yeah. I don't know if that affects it, but maybe it was his WWE run. But Atlantic City definitely decided Blake Christian was a heel.
1: Yeah, definitely. But um, I'm I'm loving the way it's turned out. He's doing a real good job with it, and uh, yeah, uh, Everett really did impress me during this match. Doing that 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 shooting star press that he did from the top row, the hang time was just amazing on that thing. Uh, it it was it was just looked beautiful like mlj said in his uh, commentary he said that looked beautiful and it did yeah and... these two
0: were really a good stylistic matchup when they when they get in the ring
1: yeah they, they were great um ended with a, a great looking curb stomp by uh, blake christian for the win um after the match uh Blake's doing a standard he he's what's becoming a standard at the end of his matches he gets a chair he opens it up places it in between the back opening of the chair and then runs and kicks the chair and it 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 looks really good.
0: Oh wow, and so this has been a regular thing for him.
1: Yeah, he's done this a few times. He start he the first time he did it was Dimash Slamovich. And then he just did several others after
0: that. Oh wow! It's been a little while since I've watched GCW, so I thought this was just him kind of laying in on Andrew Everett. It's interesting to hear that that's been an ongoing thing for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's been part of his whole heel turn, and I I, I enjoy it. It's a, it's a good direction for him. Uh, I think I think it it'll get a lot more eyes on him. Well, as if he didn't have enough on him already i think it'll change people's minds on him that uh had one opinion of him they might see more of the positives coming out of this
0: yeah it's definitely leaning into that heel turn for sure
1: yeah then we had uh, jordan oliver versus carrie morton and i this is my first time seeing carrie morton He's the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. I was led to believe that this match was for the title, but it didn't uh, appear to be at all, at, because at the end Oliver won this. He uh, and he won it by via a roll up, which I wasn't too happy with that finish.
0: Yeah, I think they stated during the match that the title might have been on the line, but I, I mean, I really doubted it because. One, Kerry Morton is wrestling this match with a broken hand that he got in cheerleading, and oh. uh, yeah, it really—you could see they worked the match around it. And it was surprising to see Oliver get the win here in nine thirty-three, but yeah. like when he won, you realize that there was that miscall during the match.
1: Yeah, there was. During that, I that's what I was kind of wondering it, about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's my first time seeing Carrie Morton, and I, I was wondering if he was Ricky Morton's son, and later on they confirmed that he is. Um, uh, he's he's pretty good on the mic,
0: yeah, he's not bad, and I think like where you really see that he's Carrie Morton's son more than anything is the way that he's able to work this match around that broken hand. They really... You see him coming in with the cast on his hands, so you don't think they can do much. And they almost yeah. go 10 minutes, and they you don't feel unsatisfied after the match. And I think the broken hand might have factored into that roll-up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um Then we had our next uh, match, which was uh, Champagne-Marty Garner versus Cole Radrick. And I always enjoy seeing Cole Radrick work. However, uh, Cole Radrick, uh, wow, it seemed to not be able to show off as much in this match because Champagne had so much of the control of the match. Yeah, well, this is
0: another match where they're working it around an older wrestler, and it might not be overly action-wise. It might not be exciting, but to see a guy like Marty Garner get in the ring with Cole Radrick and give you 11 minutes and 13 seconds is impressive. And they've done they do it a couple times on this show. We had it with the Kerry Martin match that we just talked about. You've got it with this Marty Garner match. And then we're gonna have another interesting way to work a match later in the show.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but uh, in the end, it was kind of this was a disappointing finish again to me. Uh, Radrick uh, just basically reversing a small package and rolling uh, champagne onto his shoulders. Um, It's gonna happen
0: with a lot of these older matches Like, GCW is known for They're known for a lot of styles I mean, a lot of the times People think of them as, like, that deathmatch promotion But they've had a lot of legends in the ring And they work a legends match well It might not be as exciting as, say, like The next match we have coming up But it's a match on the card And it serves a purpose
1: Yeah, Definitely Uh, Well, the next match uh, that you're uh, mentioning is Los Macisos versus the Ugly Ducklings. Um, My first time seeing the Ugly Ducklings. Uh, Very impressed with them as a team.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've seen them elsewhere, but they really... They worked well, and they got the jump on Los Macisos, which was needed. I had it written down that this was an awesome tag match. And GCW's tag division is amazing. Like if you oh, think okay. about who were their champions last year, going from the Briscos, Los Masisos. If you look at Second Gear Crew, this right. this company is overflowing with talent.
1: Oh yeah, it is. And uh, Ciclope and Merido, they never cease to amaze me at all in any of their matches. Uh, this this being an awesome match as well uh they uh pulled off uh, they always pull off just amazing moves and
0: yeah i mean when you're finishing with a doomsday destroyer through a chair for the finish you you got to be in awe of this tag team and they did it in 10 minutes and 42 seconds which they fit so much action into this match, and that's what you're gonna get when Los Masisos step in the ring.
1: Yeah, they're amazing, and uh, I love i I enjoy I'm enjoying their championship, run immensely. Uh, next we had a scramble match, uh, which had Jimmy Lloyd, Axton Ray, Marcus Mathers, Zenshi, Terry Yaki, and Yoya. The last three being wrestlers I am not familiar with at all. Um, this was, I mean, I I never write down too much on these scramble matches because so much happens d- during them. But this one ended with Axton uh, doing a Dr. Bomb, uh, which is a variation to a Power Bomb on the teriyaki for the win. Yeah, um, the
0: gut-wrench Dr. Bomb, and... You, it doesn't help to write down like move for move in these matches. All you got to know in a GCW scramble match, you're gonna get fast-paced action. I would argue this is one of GCW's signature matches where you're gonna get five, six of their best wrestlers in the ring, and they're gonna give you a hell of a show.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it's just a, it really showcases a lot of high spots and uh, and. Uh, things all into one match, and they're definitely not boring.
0: No, and it's we got to note that Axton Ray is amazing for his size. Oh, he's yeah, a bigger guy. So you wouldn't expect him to be able to pull off what he does in the ring, but he is he's been one of the surprise finds because there's not many wrestlers I come across by this point that I haven't heard of in some way. I heard of Axton Ray mid 2022 through GCW, and he looked a little doughy at first, but I mean, he really impresses in the ring.
1: Oh yeah, he he's amazing. This victory was well deserved. Um, Yeah, he's uh, he was the he was definitely the star of this whole match. Yeah. Uh, Next. Next, we had uh, Bussy being Effie and Allie Catch versus Charles Mason and Paro with Billy Dixon. Uh, I love Charles Mason. He plays the perfect heel, this perfect creepy guy, pervert type character. Uh, he, he does it so well.
0: Yeah, he came up through JCW and now they're featuring him more in GCW. Paro. I thought Mason and Perro was a good pairing, because you've got the monster and Perro, and then just the evil, dastardly villain in Charles Mason, and you could right. see how the crowd really reacted to him.
1: Yeah, they they got a, they they got so much heat, and uh, Mason really uh, knows what he's doing uh, psychologically. And the comments he makes. He just cracks me up sometimes, like how he how he tells uh, Effie uh, Perro tags himself in immediately in this match and he tells him hey, I like to watch, you know? <laughs> just yeah. The, his, his mannerisms, his comments, everything. But um, it started off with uh, Effie and Allie both attacking Perro, uh, but Perro threw Allie into the ropes. Uh, Mason uh, spit something into her eyes and started attacking her on the outside. Um, this is how most of the match goes. Uh, it it has some a, a a bit of back and forth to it. Um, this was I, the match
0: on the show that had the most story associated with it. I would argue going in.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, aside
0: from the main event, because that was like a match in the making, they were waiting on El Ijo Del Vikingo's matches to be able to be streamed in the U.S. But I wasn't familiar with this rivalry going in because, like I said, I haven't watched a ton of GCW lately. And it was right. great to see them, you know, really framing this as having Mason as this evil person.
1: Yeah, and... uh the the whole the whole uh, ending to the match, where you have Dixon on the outside taking direction from Mason to uh, get ready with the chair on on the apron as uh, he is going to uh, throw. Sorry, oh excuse me, um, he was. Uh, going to uh, throw Allie into the chair. Allie reversing this, and Mason ended up being hit by the chair uh, by Billy on accident. And uh, that added to uh, uh, Mason being furious with uh, Dixon, and saying how he pays the hospital bills for Dixon's mom, and tells him uh, to beg. Or she'll die in her hospital bed then uh tells him to kiss his foot then uh paro after that slams sticks into the mat
0: yeah so, this was this i enjoyed this i like i said i wasn't familiar with what was going on going in but they made the story very obvious I really like the idea of Pero as like this beast enforcer in GCW. I'd like to see more of him. His tag team with Odinson that pops up in NWA is incredible. And if you're not familiar yeah. with this guy, he's a beast.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with Pero very much at all. But uh, yeah, he's 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 definitely got that monster role to the T. Yes, yeah. definitely. And next, we have uh, Ricky Morton versus Tony Deppin. Uh, this match really didn't have much to it. Uh, it's another one of those Legends matches. Um, Deppen is in control most of this match. Um, I, I'm not sure how I, I feel about Morton at this point in his career.
0: He's not what he was, but if you consider the age he's wrestling at and i it's ricky morton in gcw so it's amazing to have him here he's not going to be the ricky morton of the 80s but right. he's not he's not great muda level like immobile
1: yeah exactly yeah you, you think about others like like muda and it yeah but it, I, I mean, if I, you look
0: at it, like, even Stone Cold, they're debating whether he's going to have a match this year at WrestleMania, whether he can go. And Ricky right. Morton has been going at a fairly regular schedule for the better part of 30, 35, 40 years. Yeah, so, a
1: long time.
0: Yeah, you're not going to get a wild match out of this, but watching as much wrestling as I have, he is on the higher end of older wrestlers. Lump him in there with the Action Mike Jacksons. I'm trying to think of other older guys that can... Tatsumi Fujinami, the couple times he stepped in a New Japan ring. He's I would not say too, doing anything too wild, but too, he's giving you something.
1: Cold, too Cold Scorpio is in with that group as well, I would think.
0: Yeah, he's a step younger, but he is in that Legends category where you're surprised to see him get in the ring and yeah. he's not doing what he could but he's still giving you a decent match in 2023 which deserves some kind of accolades even if he's not killing it to the degree he had
1: yeah definitely um but this this match ended up uh, with uh, Deppin uh, cheating to win by putting his foot on the ropes and getting the pin um The next match we had uh, Was the Rejects Which considered John Wayne Murdoch And George South Who I, I was su- surprised to see George South And then uh, we If have- they're
0: doing a GCW show In North Carolina as of late George South will be on it He's a former guest of the Working Fans Podcast And nice. I get a kick Anytime I see him in a GCW Rank we want to interview him again on the show just to see what that experience is like. But this dude is a killer heel for this crowd.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, he was cracking me up on the mic. He was even cracking the announcers and commentators. Uh, he, he definitely is a master of his craft.
0: I was surprised to see him in a four-way match because you got him and John Wayne Murdoch versus the second gear crew, which that in itself is enough of a tag match. But then they're right. up against the Revolt and Lucky Ali and Bojack. And the I don't even know what to say about this match. Like Lucky Ali and Bojack, bigger dudes. George South bled. This was a chaotic 13-minute match. But I loved it. I think if you look at the older wrestlers that wrestled on the show, like Champagne, Marty Garner, Ricky Morton, you almost have to argue that George South might have had the best match that worked around his limitations
1: i think i i think he did and yeah like you said and he he worked well with it and i loved the fact that and anytime you got second gear crew involved in the match it's going to spill out onto the outside weapons are going to be involved and there was a lot of that happening george and south
0: I, brought that bar wire or baseball bat, which is i don't think anything you would necessarily associate with him
1: yeah and i thought that i thought that was cool uh George South being uh, the only one to blade himself, too, I think. I don't think anybody else. I
0: believe so. I was watching this, actually, as we led up to this recording. And that's something I want to discuss at the end of this episode, because we will discuss GCW being on Fight Plus and how that affects our viewership of, of this. But let's finish up with this match, get to the main event, and then we'll talk about that.
1: Yeah, um basically it ended up with uh bojack and ali arguing over who was going to get a pinfall and um then it turned into chaos in the ring not for long because uh we have justice uh coming in he diving off the top ropes onto ali uh he gets the pin and the win in that um Next, we have Gringo Loco versus Vikingo. I didn't write down this whole name. Uh, El hijo
0: del Vikingo.
1: He L-E-O is the E-O- AAA
0: mega champion right now and recently got cleared to have his footage be broadcast in the US. So that was something it led up to issues for getting this match together. But right. it's also leading for us to get to see him because AAA doesn't have like a big US distribution deal.
1: Right. Yeah. I I couldn't tell you who wrestles in AAA or who, who's involved over there um, at all. They've
0: got some talent that actually appear in the US, which is amazing.
1: That's really cool. Um, yeah. This is, it's my first time seeing Vikingo. Um, and like you said, they said that this match has been years in the making. Uh, Fakingo does some amazing shit in here, uh, jumping how he balanced on the ring post and jumped onto the top rope all the way over to the other side of the ring. Uh, and, and it was semi botched in the end, but it turned into a, a huge arm drag. Um, which, yeah.
0: uh, Gringo Loco has done a lot to bring Lucha to the US, and it's one of those things where GCW gets like one of these puzzle pieces that makes up its makeup, you know, it's Lucha, it's deathmatch, and I couldn't think of a better opponent to match up with El Yijo Del Vikingo than Gringo Loco.
1: Oh yeah, Gringo Loco is always impressive, always um, I don't. I don't think there's ever been a match I've seen that has had him in it that I didn't like.
0: Yeah, even when I wasn't familiar with him, his skill set is enough that it makes him stand out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I, I th- thought that they both brought out a lot of great qualities in each other through this match, and um, they they were both pretty evenly matched as far as I can tell. Uh, But it ends with a 6.30 off of the top by Vakingo for the win on that. Um, All in all, I have to say this was a really great show.
0: Yeah, this was the first GCW show I've watched in months. And the only reason why I was cramming it in was because I just haven't had a ton of time in my schedule. So sitting down and watching it, it was a very comfortable watch. And I, I liked it. Now, I got to ask you, because since GCW went to Fight Plus, you've been able to watch more, right?
1: right? Oh, yeah, most definitely.
0: I have actually been watching less, and I've wondered why that is. And part of me thinks that it used to be that I would have to go to fight, buy the event, and then by buying the event, I felt, like, obligated to watch. I mean, I loved watching But there was that action of buying and then watching and having all the events on there now. I find it hard to keep up with when the new GCW event is. I fall months behind and have to catch up. It's just interesting how this one little development has led to like two definite like watching trend changes for the both of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has for me. I, yeah, I find myself watching a lot more of it. Um, uh, in order to uh, tell when they come on, they uh, if you go underneath the, the category Wrestling and then scroll down to the uh, GCW logo, and you, uh, it should list the upcoming events on there as well as all the past events that they have available in the catalog.
0: Yeah, I think what this is really gonna help with is when the Collective comes around on WrestleMania weekend.
1: Definitely. I will be
0: more likely to watch more events because it there's so many events and it's usually so expensive to get all the Collective events. That I, I'll find like the 3, 4, maybe 5 on a good week Events that I could get on those weekends But now it's like it, It's all there for you So it's good in one way It's only four ninety nine a month if you get Fight Plus And you right. get so much with it But I, yeah. I just noticed that one little way It affects my viewing
1: Yeah, I, I well I've also found myself watching more boxing More uh, mixed martial arts on there now, what do you
0: like when you're watching other things on Fight Plus? Are there any particular promotions or any particular, like, events you watch more? You
1: they, think? they just launched. They're trying. It's kind of a new sport, a new combat sport that uh, combines the best of boxing with the best of mma uh there's no takedowns allowed or, uh, in it or anything but it's called triad and the the ring is actually uh, uh, a triangle shape
0: now and, how many events in are they with that because I watched the first couple I think one of them had a Metallica concert with it. Yeah. And it's really like an MMA versus boxing setup, which I found really interesting for one of the first ones.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Um I I've I don't know how far they are into it. I I think they're only a couple of shows into it. And I think it's interesting them-
0: to see them like you think about when tna got blasted for the six-sided ring right i think the triad ring is interesting but i mean combat sports wise i watch it and i'm like wow it's going to be really easy to box somebody into a corner but triad allows that dirty boxing so it almost encourages it
1: yeah i so so far that's been my favorite thing to watch though Yeah, bare
0: knuckle fighting. I know had an event on there last night, I believe.
1: The, I'll probably be watching that eventually. I like the bare knuckle fights too. It's it's yeah. a it's a unique uh it's a unique style of boxing, you know.
0: Yep, and you've got that upcoming new Japan event that's going to be on Fight Plus. Fight Plus has a lot of good stuff. So If you're just checking this out for the first time, you like hearing us talk GCW Wrestling, definitely look into not only what the Fight app has, but what Fight Plus carries as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, with all that said, it's been great uh, doing this with you.
0: Yeah, we'll have to catch up. God, the collective is so close. We'll have to... Let's make a plan to get together for the collective. We'll cover maybe one maybe a couple events we'll figure out what we can bring to you guys but thank you for welcoming me back on unscripted violence i'm from the working fans podcast check us out we are almost to a thousand subscribers on the working fans podcast youtube page check Night. out working use code fans 20 to get 20 percent off your order and thank you for having me back on here it's great to talk gcw
1: yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for being on. And everybody, you know, you can reach me on Twitter at StaggerLee777. Um, you can uh, get a hold of me on Facebook at Lee. Or you can uh, go to uh, our uh, Facebook group, Unscripted Violence Pro Wrestling Talk. And uh, thanks again, Joe. Until uh, next time.
0: All right. Thank you again. See you later, Lee.
1: All right.